Hi, I'm Bianca D'Ambrosio, and I'm the upcoming guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Well, I thank you for joining us for another edition of On Screen and Beyond. I'm your host, Brian Zemrak, and this is episode 572 of the show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. This week on On Screen and Beyond, Bianca D'Ambrosio is going to be joining us. Of course, a couple of weeks ago, we had her sister on, and they are twins, and uh, they are on the Bay, the YA, and uh, they were both nominated for an Emmy. One of them won an Emmy, and uh, but Bianca is here this week, and she's going to be talking to us about uh, what her career has been like and what it's been like to be on shows and everything else. And uh, we got her coming up, Bianca D'Ambrosio, coming up in a few minutes right here on On Screen and Beyond. So get ready for that. And we have a lot of things going on, and we have a guest coming your way. And also, we are continuing to upload all the episodes of On Screen and Beyond. So we hope you'll keep going with that and uh, listening to those. Download every one of them because they're all fascinating people, and I'm sure you'll want to hear all about them. It's sort of a, a TV and movie history and music history because we have a lot of musicians and groups and things that have been on, people in groups. And uh, it's just so much fun to hear all about their careers and everything, their songs, their movies, their TV shows. And you can catch them all at onscreenandbeyond.com. And, of course, there we are still uploading things there because uh, even though I upload them onto our um, provider and uh, I, I still have to update the website, and that's a slow process, too. So we uh, keep going, you know, giving you more and more here at On Screen and Beyond. And you can uh, download something. We can download something every day for you. Upload, rather. And you can download them. And, of course, every Sunday night, we give you another episode. So, we are continuing that right now with episode 572. So, why don't we get right into it? It is time for Remake Madness, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Remake Madness, well, 1999's Cruel Intentions, as will sort of become a cult film, is being looked at by IMDB.TV to remake it into a TV series. And also on the TV front, a remake of Babylon 5 is in the works at the CW. And Tony-nominated playwright Matthew Lopez will be writing the remake of 1992's The Bodyguard. No cast, as far as we know yet. And that's it for Remake Madness. Coming up next on On Screen Beyond, let's take a look at what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies. Upcoming new movies, well, Billy Porter will be directing a new HBO Max movie called Camp, and he will also be playing the camp's theater director. Wes Anderson is working on his next film. It's called Asteroid City. Now listen to this cast. The cast will include Bill Murray, Margot Robbie, Tom Hanks, Scarlett Johansson, Brian Cranston, and more. And it looks like The Lost City of D, with Brad Pitt, Sandra Bullock, and Daniel Radcliffe, will be arriving in theaters on Friday, March 25th, 2022. That's it for upcoming new movies. Next on On Screen and Beyond, finding out what's coming your way as far as sequels. (laughs) 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sequel City, well, the sequel to Dune, called Dune Part 2 right now, has a release date of October 20th, 2023. They're wasting no time on that one. And on May 6th, 2022, that's now the release date of Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And Legally Blonde 3 strides into theaters on Friday, May 20th. And that's it for Sequel City. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming your way as far as TV on DVD? TV on DVD, well, it looks like Billions Season 5 comes to DVD on January 11th, 2022. And The Walton's Homecoming, available on digital on December 6th and on DVD on December 14th. And Creepshow, the complete second season, will be landing on Blu-ray and DVD on December 7th. That's it for TV on DVD. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, let's take a look at what's coming your way as far as movies on DVD. Movies on DVD, well, Two Yellow Lines with Zach Titus and Grant Show comes to digital 4K HD on November 9th from Universal. And God's Not Dead, We the People, arrives on DVD on December 7th. And on December 10th, you can look for Surge. That comes to Blu-ray and DVD. And that's it for Movies on DVD. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, it's TV and Entertainment Time. (laughs) TV and Entertainment Time, it looks like Lindsay Morgan, the female lead in the CW series Walker, will be leaving the show this season for personal reasons, they're saying. And John Hamm will star in an animated detective comedy series on Fox called Grimsburg. And you can look for that in 2023. And D.B. Sweeney will have a heavily recurring role, they're saying, on the Chuck Lorre's CBS show Be Positive. And they've worked together, of course, in the past on Two and a Half Men. That's it for TV and entertainment time. Next on On Screen and Beyond, it's time for our interview segment with Bianca D'Ambrosio. And now she's an not she was nominated for an Emmy, and she's very young already. You know, still sixteen years old, and uh, she's on the Bay. She's on YA. She was on you know soap operas at the age of three, and she's got so much uh, going for her. And Bianca is coming up next. Bianca D'Ambrosio next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Our guest today on On Screen and Beyond is an Emmy-nominated person who has appeared in numerous TV shows and movies, including the film The Lady of the Manor, The Young and the Restless, Parks and Recreation, The Bay, YA, Criminal Minds, and even in a Bon Jovi video. 
along with her sister, she has dabbled in the music world as well. It's Bianca D'Ambrosio. Bianca, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Hi, thank you so much for having me on, Brian. It's nice to talk to you today. Now, uh, of course, we've had your sister on before, and uh, mm-hmm. I, I, it's it's almost like I'm doing it all over again. I can hear the same voice, so... <laughs> <laughs> But uh, uh, congratulations on your Emmy nomination. That is fantastic. Thank you so much. It is such an honor to have been recognized by the uh, the Television Academy. I am just so beyond grateful. It's really something. I mean, it, and especially at your age, it's it's like, you know, <laughs> you're just you're just just you know you're you're so far ahead of the the, the pack now. <laughs> you know. I, 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 it's just still so crazy to me that I got the nomination. I, I still don't even believe it even to this day. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, like I told your sister, this is going to be commonplace for you eventually. Oh, <laughs> thank you so much. I really appreciate it. So, all right. Now, the, you've done an amazing amount of stuff, and you started out when you were three years old, and uh, just like your sister. <laughs> but uh, how was it being that young and being on a TV show? Now, I'm sure you don't remember it too, too much because you know, you're pretty young at that, at that point. But uh, do you have any recollections of doing the filming? Yes, although I was really, really little, I do have a little bit of memory from filming The Young and the Restless. I remember having so much fun. I had the cutest outfits. I remember vividly we were filming a Halloween episode. And because of the way our hours worked, it happened to be my turn when we were filming the Halloween episode. And I remember for a specific scene, I had to eat some candy. And, you know, they filmed the scene a couple of times. So I had to eat a lot of candy. And I remember looking to my sister and she was so mad because I got to eat more candy than she did. And, you know, there was other memories. Like when we went in for our audition, we played with Disney playing cards. So I don't remember too much, but the memories I remember from the experience were all incredible and super fun. And I just knew from that moment on, like, I wanted to continue doing this, even at a very, very young age. Yeah. Now, you've also gone into music. And I noticed that one of the first albums that you made was, uh, uh, I don't want to say old music, but <laughs> older music than you guys were. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Why did you decide to, to do cover, cover songs from uh, the past? Well, in my household, as I was growing up, my parents, you know, I would listen to the newer stuff on the radio, but my parents introduced me to a lot of older songs when I was really, really little. So I grew up loving 80s music, 90s music, even early 2000s music, like right before I was even born. Mm -hmm. So doing a cover album of older songs felt just right to do for our first official album. Mm -hmm. Some of that old stuff from the year 1999 was just so old, you know? (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) But uh, uh, so do you think that uh, music will be something you'll continue on with? Oh, yeah, of course. Every day I listen to 80s music. I mean, I love Material Girl by Madonna. I listen to that as kind of like my jam to wake up to in the morning. I I listen to Prince 1999. I mean, you know, I just, I think I'll continue to love it as I get older. And I'll pass that on to my future children, too. I, I, I mean, I'll, 
I'll raise them listening to my time music and to my parents' time music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So uh, as far as music, uh, do you have any plans for the two of you or you individually? I don't know if you're going to go off on your own on, on that also, uh, but uh, are you planning on any new songs, new albums or anything? As of right now, I we're focusing on our education first and filming and acting, but we do have a song that we recorded a little while ago, which is the newer version of one of our older songs, but we did it kind of revamped. And we're thinking about releasing that towards the spring. We were going to release it in the fall, but it's not really a fall song, so we're going to push it to the spring. And I think if we do continue to pursue music, it will be together. I don't see us, you know, breaking breaking apart for music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, you're also really big on social media. Uh, mm-hmm. How did you decide to do to, to go that direction well we have been working on our social media for many years now we really do it you know so when people see us in movies and television shows they have an account to like find us and follow us on more of our projects and it just kept, like kept growing through the years as we kept working on more and more projects mm-hmm and uh, as far as uh, your the different things that you've done on, um, you know, like I say, Young and the Restless, Parks and Recreation. I mean, I mean, you you, st- you didn't start off little. You started off with a bang on some of the, you know, and you may not even know it. And you have known it, but you know, I mean, you were on big shows to begin with. I mean, <laughs> that's incredible. Thank you so much. At the time, I was just chilling. I was right. having food. I was meeting people. <laughs> I was just having a grand old time. Yeah, that's that's crazy. I mean, to, to work on some of those shows, but uh, now you've had a lot of different shows here. We're going to look at some of the, the shows you've done in the past, and um, and a lot of them are all twin stuff. I mean, you know, you're you're twins, so uh, and you're you're going out on auditions. Do you do you go out on separate auditions too, or just mainly are you concentrating on twin roles? We audition separately all the time. Uh, we audition as twins and separately, and we uh, always are so excited for whoever gets the role. If it's independently or if it's together, we're both happy because we get to work together. It really just depends on the project itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, how did you, um, I mean, let's face it, The Bay, that's your Emmy nomination show, so that, that's that's a biggie. Um, <laughs> how did you get uh, onto the, the, the Bay? Well, uh, right after we released our anti-bullying music video, Let Your Light Shine, we got involved with this organization called Boots of Bullying, which is where we met Mike Manning, who is who plays a character on the Bay. And a few years later, he knew Gregory J. Martin, who is the creator of the Bay, and he knew that Gregory was looking to bring a newer, younger audience into the show. And so Mike connected us with Gregory. We sent our reel and audition in, and then the rest is history. Hmm. Yeah. Now, uh, Disney Plus, you did a film for them, uh, To the Beat, Back to School, and it's a sequel to the comedy To the Beat. Uh, how was it on being on that? Uh, did you audition for that, or did they was somebody looking for you? 
Well, we connected on the movie through a friend, and then we sent our reel in, and then it just so happened to be that a week later filming started, so we went immediately into work, and we filmed for about two weeks, and I had so much fun working with everyone on the film, and Jillian Clare is such an amazing director. I really look up to her as an aspiring female director myself. And I loved working on the movie. The music is amazing. Dancing was fun. And it, I think it's just a wholesome movie for people to watch with their kids. And I hopefully there's a third one. We don't know. <laughs> well, there's always that chance. And, and I'm sure that uh, you would jump at the chance to be on that again. And uh, Of course. It was so much fun. Yeah. And uh, what was it like being on Nikki, Ricky, Dicky, and Dawn? Oh, man. I know I keep sounding like a broken record where I say it was fun, but generally I have so much fun working, and working on Nikki, Ricky, Dicky, and Dawn was such an incredible experience. I made a lot of friends on that set, and I've known Mace Cornell, who was one of the leads on the show for many, many years, so getting to work with him and, you know, being honest here, playing his almost girlfriend was, it was definitely fun. I had a great experience. I love everyone on that set, and yeah, it was such a great time. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. My question is, why hasn't Nickelodeon or Disney uh, made a show for you two? Why are you not? <laughs> why don't you have your own show? I don't know. Let's bring that to Disney Nickelodeon. Let's see who we can bring this to. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, it, it really surprises me because uh, it's, uh, you know, that's something that, I mean, you guys sing, you dance, you do everything. I mean, <laughs> you know, you, you should have a show, you know, the new Hannah Montana or something, you know. I love Hannah Montana, so that'd be fun. Twin Hannah Montana. How well, funny would that be? Right. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> you got to write a script. <laughs> That's what I want to do in college. So yeah, I'll get to work. So, so it sounds like you really do enjoy doing this. It's not. It's not. You know, drudgery to go to work every day to to do these things. You, it's, it sounds like you really enjoy it. Yeah. This is this is definitely what I want to do for the rest of my life. I I'm grateful. I've had so many amazing experiences where I feel so passionately about this and that I knew from a very, very, very early age that I want to do film for the rest of my life, whether that be behind the scenes, in front of the camera. I, uh, I'm grateful for the experiences and life lessons that being in the entertainment industry has taught me. Yeah. Now, you're still young, but uh, do, mm -hmm. do you have a, pre a preference as far as what you ultimately would want to do, continue with the acting or be a director or producer or whatever, or, or a singer, or, you know, or you want to do everything. You know? <laughs> well, I absolutely adore acting and it's one of my favorite things to do ever. But ever since I was little, I've always wanted to be a director and I've made many movies, many, many movies where my sister has been the lead in my living room playing with my Barbies. So 
as I get older, I want to become a director, and I would love to do acting as well, but directing is my main passion. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, have you, you, you've had a chance to work with some, some pretty good uh, directors, right? Yes, I'm so grateful. Yeah. Are, are you keeping a close eye on what they're doing to sort of give you a heads up, or do you talk to them about, about directing? I've been really fortunate to have worked on projects where the directors and the producers and the writers have let me shadow or they have taught me a few tips and tricks on how to write and direct and produce. So, yeah, I mean, on the Bay, Gregory J. Martin is a big mentor for me. And when we worked on The Magic, he let me shadow. And even on the YA, him and Christmas Andrews, who were the directors of YA, let me shadow. So learning from them has been a blessing. I'm sure. I mean, to work with with some of these people, and uh, it's it's just amazing. And you've worked with some. Uh, you know, I talked when we were talking with your sister. Uh, she's worked with some uh, individually with some great actors and everything. But you've had your your share of uh, you know Kate Marr. That's mm-hmm. that's quite a. You're in the movie uh, called Jane with her, correct? And also, yes. I believe Elizabeth Banks and Sigourney Weaver are in that film too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Correct. So how, how was it working on the set with those people? Oh, it was so amazing. I was there for about a week, and everyone was so welcoming. We filmed this back in, I think, mid-May, early May. Everyone was so incredible. Kmara played my mom. I had a few scenes with Elizabeth. She was super funny, and she would talk to me in between scenes about the scene we were working on and just stuff in life in general. And I can't wait for people to see this film. It really has a lot of heart to it. And I know it's about a very, you know, it's a very deep message and personal. And I can't wait to see, I can't wait for people to see how much passion everyone on set put into the film. Can you tell us what uh, Call Jane is about? Yes. So Call Jane follows the story of a woman in the 1960s before Roe versus Wade and she needs to have an abortion, but because this is before Roe versus Wade, she cannot get one. So she finds an underground um, group of women who help her get the abortion, and she also begins to help other women who are getting abortions as well. Hmm. Wow. Sounds like a deep film. Very deep, very emotional. I cried while reading it. And I can't wait to cry again when I watch it on screen. Mm-hmm. So, did, did you get a chance to read the script before you got the part, or did you? It, it was this after you got the part. I read it before I got the part. I read the script, and then I sent my audition in, and then I found. And then I went to work a few months later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Were you thrilled when you got the call? Oh yeah, I was so excited. I was trying not to get overly excited because I would have gotten nervous. So, like, the week before I actually went to go film, I was like, okay, now I can accept that I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, now, uh, I, I think that the film is out, but I'm not sure. Lady of the Manor, is that out now? Yes, it just came out last Friday. That's what I thought. I thought it was just just, just uh, on its way out. Um, and Judy Greer and Patrick Duffy, some people... You may not remember him, but I remember him from when he was he was on different shows back in the seventies and eighties. And mm-hmm. so, uh, so how did you get that part? 
Well, uh, um, I sent an audition in, and then I read the script, and then I found out that I got the role, and then I went to go film, and it was right before lockdown. So everyone, it was kind of like everyone was oblivious to what was going on outside, and then we finished filming, we went home, and then lockdown happened, and yeah. So it, it, has it been tough since the lockdown? Where, you know, have you been uh, doing much filming and things since then? Yeah. Um, it, obviously, in the first few months of lockdown, everyone did not know what was going on. So filming was not something that was happening on any project. I was working a lot in my school. I actually I worked so hard in my school, and I dedicated a lot of lockdown to my school that I was able to graduate early. So I graduated at 16, which is a major accomplishment in my eyes. And I went to UCLA over the summer. Thank you so much. And yeah, so during lockdown, I really worked on my schoolwork. And then towards the summer of 2020, the Bay started filming again. And we were all in quarantine to go film that. And then I started auditioning for Call Jane. And then in February, I worked on The Magic with Gregory J. Martin, who is the creator of the bay and then in may we went to go work on call jane and it's just been crazy ever since wow boy <laughs> you two are so busy it's it's unreal <laughs> i try to keep up with my schedule sometimes i don't but it's okay <laughs> so 16 do you have your license yet no i've actually been super busy with school and applying to colleges that i have not had the opportunity to get my driver's license but that's what i'm going to be working on after I finish applying to colleges and stuff like that in the spring. Yeah. Wow. That's so you got, yeah, I mean, you graduated from high school. Now you're getting ready to get, you know, to get your license possibly applying for college. Uh, I mean, you're just cramming all this stuff in <laughs> just one after another. And you're nominated for an Emmy. I mean, geez. It seems like a lot, and sometimes it is, but it's all fun, and it's all hard work that's worth it in the end. I mean, I was running track when I was your age. I wasn't doing anything. I mean, hey, I can't run track. You can't. (laughs) Not anymore. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, no, that's really something. And and, and the two of you uh, are just, you know, amazing girls, and you, you deserve your nominations that you got for your Emmys, and uh, I, you know, I can't say enough about all the, the good work you've done, and uh, I hope that everything continues for you, and like I said, I know I'm going to see you up there again, and you will be able to be, uh, you know, go to a full Emmy event, not just the, you know, the reduced, limited type thing, or, or heaven forbid, another virtual one, you know, <laughs> we, we don't need those. <laughs> no. So, what other projects do you have? Uh, I know, like you, you just mentioned, the the, the magic and uh, uh, also call Jane and anything. Are there any other things that uh, you have? You know that that I don't have on my list. Probably, you know, sometimes we don't hear everything. Hmm. Oh, okay. So, Chiara uh, and I worked on this horror film a few years ago called Flatface, which just got announced that it will be released soon through Shutter and AMC, which we're super excited about. Slapface follows the story of a young boy who befriends a monster, and then a bunch of weird stuff starts happening to his family and his friends. I don't want to give away too much more than that, because mm-hmm. it's a horror film, and I don't want to spoil, 
But I had so much fun working on that with August Machuro, Mike Manning from the Bay, Alibe Burr, and Dan Hedea, Mirabelle Lee, and my sister. That was such an amazing experience. It was one of the first horror films I've ever worked on, and I hope to work on more horror films like that soon. Mm-hmm. Now, now, is that something that you'd like to direct a horror? Is there any, or is there any other certain type of, uh, you know, genre that you'd like to work in? I would love to primarily work in dramatic film and television projects, but I want to. I would love to direct a horror film or a horror television show. I just want to practice on that because horror is such a specific genre and such a specific way of being shot that I don't want to like not leave people scared. So I would have to like work on that a little bit more. But that is definitely on my bucket list. Do you have nightmares when you were doing that that film? Well, funny enough, when I watched it, I was more scared of it than when I was actually filming it because I got to see who the monster was being played by, and I saw him in the makeup and trailer getting his prosthetics on. So I wasn't scared filming it at all. It was honestly really fun getting to run around being chased, Mm -hmm. which sounds terrible, but it kind of was in the middle of the woods, too, which adds more eeriness to it. But when I watched the film, I was like, ooh, this is a little scary. I don't remember being this scared. So, so where'd you film that? We filmed that in Fishkill, New York, in the fall of 2019. Yeah, wow. So, uh, like I say, you you you've got so much going on, and and so much more to come. I'm sure. So, uh, I, I, you know, can't say enough about the two of you. And uh, I want to uh, finish up with one final question. Mm-hmm. And it takes us away from your Emmy nomination and your acting and your singing and your social media and everything else you've got going. But when you sit back and relax, what are your favorite TV shows now and of the past? And what are your favorite movies now and of the past? Ooh, okay. Let me think about this for a second. I'm going to start with television shows. Uh, okay, I love The Nanny. I would watch that on Nickelodeon, like the Teen Nick reruns. I love The Nanny. I love Good Luck Charlie. That's one of my favorite Disney TV shows of all time. Shake it up. I'm going back to the archives. Um, I love Stranger Things. I love On My Block. I love Control D. Those are just some of my favorite TV shows. We just finished Nine Perfect Strangers, which I, that was such a fun show to watch. Mm-hmm. Killing Eve is one of my favorite shows of all time, and I aspire to be like Jodie Comer. So that's definitely up there in the list. For movies, hmm, I have to say Palm Springs is such, is one of my favorite rom-coms. I absolutely love it. I love The Intern. I, ooh, Instant Family, The Greatest Showman. I watch more television shows than movies, so I'm trying to think on movies. But I would have to say those. Oh, no, Bohemian Rhapsody. How could I forget about that? That's a good film. I love that movie so much. Yeah, of course the music's great in it, so <laughs> you can't you can't lose with with that soundtrack. That's for sure. Oh no, the soundtrack is superior. Yeah. So, well, Bianca, I thank you so much for joining us and sharing with us, and uh, I you know wish you well with your acting and your singing and everything else that you've got going. And uh, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me on today. It was so much fun talking with you. 
And a big shout out going to Bianca D'Ambrosio for joining us here at On Screen and Beyond. And uh, catch her on the Bay or YA or any of those reruns from the years past. She's been on shows and on Disney and, and Nickelodeon and all those other ones. And uh, she's got a long career ahead of her, so uh, keep an eye on her. And uh, we will want to uh, remind you that uh, if you would like to contact me to uh, either make a suggestion for a guest or whatever, you can turn around and email me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. And that's one way to get in touch with me. Of course, uh, on the socials, you can DM me or whatever. And uh, we uh, try to stay up to date on those, uh, so be sure to check us out on Instagram, and uh, that's where we do a lot of stuff every day. And uh, then on Twitter, we're on there, and you know, just to, just to keep an eye out on what's coming your way as far as uh, each week, every day, in fact, each week we put up a new episode, and uh, every day we're putting up, like I've said many times, uh, we're putting up the old episodes. So uh, check those out, because there's some really amazing people that we've had in the past and uh, you might enjoy hearing those whether for the first time or the second time i myself when listening to some of them it's like wow (laughs) this person has an amazing you know credits and everything just so fun to hear them tell stories and things like that so anyways you can check us out there of course um if you are on uh, apple or uh, any of the other ones spotify or anything just you know help us out and uh, tell a friend uh, leave a review, give us five stars. That would be great to help us out to, to get the word out about On Screen and Beyond. Love hearing from you as far as, like you said, on email, getting all kinds of emails from people, and we appreciate that. And I uh, hope you'll keep listening to On Screen and Beyond. So that's it, and that's a wrap for this episode of On Screen and Beyond. So until next time, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care. <music>